If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 556. It is August 9th. Today we are recording. I'm Raina Sanchez, hosting today, filling in for Ryan McCaffrey, who is out sick. But um, joining us is the same panel you had last week, including me as your host. But joining us also from away, also really quickly, before we before I say hello to everybody, please note that we may sound a little different. We may look a little different if you're watching, because we're back in the studio. We're starting some studio recording. Uh, welcome in. Uh, joining me in the studio in San Francisco is Stella. Stella, welcome. Hi. And then joining us remotely is Taylor Lyles. Hi. And Destin Legary. Hey, everybody. Bam. Bam. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. So it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. We have like, this really cool industrial theme. It's all green. And I was like, dang, I can like dress too. This is going to be great. Um, so just, just the production note that if you do notice like, oh, you guys are just like maybe a little delay or something. We're still too fine tuning everything, but I think we're pretty good to go. We can see everybody. It's, it's nice. I'm like, oh, I can see everybody even though we're so far <laughs> away, but now me and Stella are closer. So hopefully um, when we do get Ryan back, he will join us in the studio. So please look forward to that. And of course, if you do watch, hello. And if you're listening, hello in your ears, but you know, it's a different, it's a different kind of hello. Just imagine me waving you to you. Um, but yeah, so today on the show, we have plenty of news to go over. Um, and of course, plenty of games to talk about as well. So let's jump right on into it. Um, our leading story this week is about the Xbox series S. So one that I don't think a lot of us have actually had a lot of hand time, hands on time with. I know I haven't. No. I, I've always wanted to see one because I'm kind of jealous of the folks who have a really cool travel kit for their Xbox Series S. Um, I don't think it's really practical for me, also because I just don't go anywhere. But it's always such a cute console, and I think it's just such a perfect gift. Um, but the big news here is that it's getting performance boost, which is really cool to see the support for the Series S as this is such a great point of entry for Xbox if you don't have a PC or if you're just kind of getting into the game's ecosystem to begin with. Um, so this was asked by the Spotted excuse me, by The Verge, the latest game development kit frees up hundreds, get it, hundreds of additional megabytes of memory for the Xbox Series S game developers. 
And quote, um, this gives developers more control over memory, which can improve graphics performance and memory constraint conditions, Microsoft's game dev team noted in July, or excuse me, the June game development kit video. While this should help provide a much needed boost to the Xbox Series S, it will take time for developers to optimize games. And of course, there are no promises for the games that are already on the Series S to get any sort of improvements to their overall performance. Um, either way though, you know, more memory is really important and of course allows the developers to do more with the games on series s which i think are already you know doing really good and, and as we've talked before not everyone has a 4k tv and not everyone's like going for the latest tech advancements um like it's a pretty heavy investment so for those of us that do have those if you do have a series s you know that's maybe gonna get a little bit more of a power up soon um taylor so i'm gonna toss to you because you you know all of our tech stuff you know you know what's going on here so how big of big is this news for the Series S? Well, I mean, personally, in my opinion, I think it's a really good win for the Series S. I know there's always been that topic of conversation and debate of discourse of whether or not the Series S would hold back Series X and S games like down the road just because of the hardware limitations and things like that. So the way I looked at it was... I think this is a big win, especially for people who don't care much about like having 4K gaming and all that other stuff that you can get on the Series X, and they're more attracted to that Series S price point, but they still want to have like you know a consistently solid next-gen gaming experience. So I remember Digital Foundry actually pointed out too, where they said that a lot of the issues with that developers were facing uh, had something to do with the memory limitations with the Series S. So hopefully Microsoft, you know, giving them more access to this memory will help better optimize the games for the system. And also I felt like you kind of singled me out when you said <laughs> the Series S was like a companion thing that you could travel with. I was like, yes, because I, that's how I have my, I mean, because I have a Series X and I have a Series S, and but I have like the X screen accessory. So I have the little travel case with it. And like, wow, it'll be a lot more convenient for me to take this out and I can actually get more out of it. And maybe it'll help free up some of the games that might've been having some slight performance because of memory and not necessarily because, oh, it's, just not powerful hardware. Right. Um, whenever I think about the power of hardware, I always kind of put them in comparison. And I know this is maybe an unfair comparison, but no, it's fair. The Nintendo Switch, I'm like, okay, is it better than that? <laughs> like Nintendo, Nintendo tries its best. They, they, they had different objectives, right? Like they, their objective is to develop systems that work with their games. Like the Joy-Con is a big part of like, well, we want this sort of different kind of adventure. We want this to be a handheld adventure, but also a home console. Um, Whereas, of course, when we look at Xbox and the objectives that they have for the Series S, it's very different in that it is supposed to be a lower point of entry. And Destin, I know you've talked about this a lot in the past as well. Yeah, so I'm really happy about these changes. And these changes are a direct result of developer feedback. And I don't think it hurt that Digital Foundry or even IGN with our performance reviews and anybody else who's out there doing these analysis of the Series S compared to the uh, Big Brother counterparts, the Xbox Series X, and even the PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4, uh, they're noticing that the Series S is having some uh, you know, issues. And like you said in the intro, Miranda, this is going to improve performance for graphics allocation. So it is going to address those issues. Now it's hundreds of megabytes, so it's small, but sometimes even with just that amount of uh, flexibility given to developers, they can stretch that a long way to improve the performance of this box. We've set it on Unlocked. I believe all of us on the panel called it ahead of the launch of the Xbox Series S. It is one of the smartest things Xbox did, and it has paid off in dividends. I go into most stores in, in my local area here in SoCal, and they usually have 
a Series S in stock. You see them at Costco. I go into gaming stores, and I just, I always am curious, like, what do you have in stock? Oh, we have a Series, we have one Series S, you know, and that's a really easy gateway for people who don't care about 4K, who don't care about having that highest tier console, the Series X. And we have to remember, though a lot of us care about those things, a lot of people, I'd say like 75% of the market really don't care. They just want to play next-gen games. They want to play the video games. They don't have 4K TVs, you know. Uh, so the Series S just really serves a, a really great demographic. Yeah, Stella, do you have much experience with the Series S? I don't, and I kind of wish I did, especially with Gamescom coming up, because I'm going to be gone for, like, a week. And I'm like, okay, if I'm only going to have my Nintendo Switch to play games on, I'm restricted to, like, Nintendo games, right? So I'm kind of missing out on the Series S experience. Also, there are so many more, like, I know this is more of an aesthetic thing, but there's so many more cool designs for the Series S, especially with the Fall Guys uh, console that just came out. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's so cute. Like, it's super colorful. It's so pretty. And I'm like... Why don't we get those kinds of options? And and Destin's how oh, is that? This is what they oh look gosh. like if everybody's wondering on video. This is the Series S. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I forced myself. It's adorable. When it came it out, adorable. I forced myself to play on it, uh, all my games on it for a week. Like I played Elder Scrolls what? on here. I played Red Dead on here. I did yeah. all the analysis at launch time. It's a great console. And Taylor, I think you can attest to how wonderful yes. it is to bring it on the go too. Stella, oh, yeah, absolutely. highly recommend. Yeah, you want you want to toss it my way for when I go to Gamescom so I can yeah. play on it? Yeah, yeah, just just send it over, please. Thank you. They're, they're what, 50 bucks? Let's go pick one up. God. I wish. Like wish. No, yeah. I feel like Stella would be yeah. more practical for you yeah. to borrow my, my Xbox Series S because I have the X screen, with like, which Ooh. is like the portable display that I reviewed. And okay. you, know, you just literally, it's all you have to do is just that sucker like that's awesome that's it and bam both things are powered up it's 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 a neat little device it's got some flaws but overall like for what it is aiming to do i think it's good i just i think my takeaway with with the x screen was that you know for what it costs it's like 250 so it's like you know 50 dollars shy of a series s i was like when i'm thinking about the main demographic that the series s is targeting this isn't necessarily you know an accessory every series s owner needs but the ones who clearly want this are as someone like me that likes to travel oh i can just bring this with me like yeah it makes sense for me to buy one then but not for everybody but overall for what it does i think it does a great job <laughs> there it is there's the fall guys if you guys are watching you can see the fall guys series s it is really cute and i, I do so actually cute. love that controller too and i think that's something that microsoft has really excelled at lately of course these sort of special editions especially for the series s tend to be like a giveaway or a prize yeah um and i would like to see them do that obviously that's not as important i think as performance boosts taylor do you think this performance boost is going to impact any of the accessories in any way i don't think it will it, yeah, it's, it's mostly just gonna be like a software thing but i would like to see more limited edition consoles now Ooh, wouldn't that be cool if they did like a starfield one but i feel like we'll probably get a series x version of that oh i'm just i know this is like wishful thinking but now i'm like trying to think how could they do it yeah ideas <laughs> kind of just staying with this too though i mean for a long time i feel like the company that's done the best exclusive editions of consoles is nintendo um, which makes sense because those are usually at a lower price point. People kind of treat them as collectibles, specifically for the handheld versions. And now that we have Series S and like, no, they're at a little lower price point. I mean, they're still really expensive at about 300 USD, depending on the day. I think right now it's going for like 290, which is, I mean, it's like $10 off. But, you know, still, if you can find a good deal on it, like that's, that's kind of not too bad if you can get a limited edition for a good deal. Um, but I think... 
in seeing those as a collectible, it's just something that makes it a little extra special, right? Like I know I, I went hard on getting the Halo Infinite Xbox Series X. Um, what sort of special editions coming up would you guys want to see either for the Series S or X? And honestly, I kind of hope they do both. Like, it's just like, ah, just, just go all in, man. I mean, why not, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's still a lot of work, but... The next Elder Scrolls, I want a special edition of the Series S for the next Elder okay. Scrolls in 25 years. <laughs> okay, if we're going that far out, then I want a Fallout. I want a Fallout one. Are you kidding me? A, a oh, vault-themed Xbox? Yes, oh, yes oh. please. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, like Microsoft just done such a fantastic job with the design of a lot of these. Like, I think there's just so many pretty controllers. I've never been more tempted by controllers in my life. I know. I'm it's, just it's a problem. Why are doing this? <laughs> but they're all great. So that's that's the nice part. But I think too, with the Series S and um, seeing them continue the support is really just, again, good because there is, I think, an install base here. And Dustin, as you're saying, there's just a lot of availability for them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that you can go into most stores and find a Series S if you're still waiting for a next-gen console, then, and you and you want Xbox, it's not only great as the second console. If you're like a PlayStation main and you want an, you still want to play the Xbox games, you can pick up a Series S at a reduced price point. Or if you just want something for the kids and they don't really care about all the fancy graphics stuff, you know, it's it just serves so many uh, great purposes, and it's barrier to entry being so low. And we're going to talk about a story about a, a family plan that. Uh, might be coming, which just sweetens the pot, so to speak. So, um, yeah, uh, the Series S is just such a smart move. Yep, and I hope we continue to, of course, see support for this going forward. Um, before we move on from this, are there any, like, final Series S wishes that you have regarding performance boosts, cosmetics? Not I want wishes. Taylor's Taylor's oh, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. looks so good. Look at that. That's so cool. Yeah, I know, it's 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 actually become one of my favorite like accessories that i don't need but i have anyways and it's, it's nice to have so right so this is the x screen that we're talking about real quick and if you're watching you can see that on video um one of the things that i like about this is that it's always a little bit of a risk if you bring a console or something to a hotel whether or not you can actually access the us like the plugins yeah the, the hdmi, HDMI might be like HDMI either locked yeah, down TV, yeah. or somehow disabled i'm like how do you do this yeah also how dare you <laughs> Um, yeah, but see, when you have X screen, you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. you see you just look yeah, and it looks like it fits right on the Series S. I think that's like the thing that impressed me the most was like I could show this to someone they would easily think oh does that does that come with it like no it does not actually <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool um well we'll see what else is coming up next for Xbox but uh, real quick we are gonna take a break. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey. If you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, 
and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us from that awkward break. That was mostly awkward because I tossed it weird, but you know, it's like that. It's like the back in the studio jitters. Like you're like, wow, it's like, it's like I'm home, but I don't know it, but it's different, but I love it. Anyway, yeah. um, we are back and we have more to talk about. Next up in the story, we have um, some news from Activision Blizzard. They announced Call of Duty Next, a live stream event that will include information on Call of Duty Warzone 2, Modern Warfare 2, and Warzone on mobile. And let me just say, it is very weird to keep talking about Modern Warfare 2 like it's returning because it's like, ah, oh, that was such an important thing to me but it's back, but it's different and it's new. Um, so the information on these will also have a Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer reveal, which is very exciting for me because that's what I always go to Call of Duty for. It's like, okay, can I one-man army it? How's the, how's the time to kill? We, we doing good guns here. What, what's going on? Where's my RPD? Um, okay, then they'll also have streamers playing the games live and also, of course, unannounced information and surprises. The event will followed by two sets of open betas from Modern Warfare 2, so that'll be our chance to jump into the multiplayer mode. The first set will be from September 16th to the 20th and will be a PlayStation exclusive, unfortunately for us, but... The second set will be from September 22nd to the 26th and will be on all platforms. So I'll be our chance to jump in unless you have an Xbox. Um, and Ryan left a nice little note. I was like, Marina, are you back in this year? <laughs> and I was, I was indeed put off by multiplayer last year. Last year, I put, I, um, usually try to do our previews for it and I couldn't do it this year, which I'm very excited to talk to you about, Sala. But uh, I played it and I was like, can you get me out of this? <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore, <laughs> which, which is unfortunate. And I think... Uh, it, in hindsight, looking at Vanguard and how it's performed, I think it's that was it's that was fair, not off the mark. It's a fair call. Yeah, yeah. it's and it's really disappointing to see that because I think Call of Duty's been held to a high standard, and although every year will be like it's the same thing, it's bad, and like okay, it is bad that it is the same thing or similar, but inherently its fundamental systems were usually really solid, which is what we liked about it. But Vanguard was, I think, or it's been a slow crumble, but Vanguard was especially a crumble of that system where it was just like this is not. This ain't doing it. Um, but Stella, can you tell us a little bit more about Modern Warfare 2? I know it's been a bit since we've talked about it, yes. but, you know. 
Yeah, I, I got to go to the preview event. I don't know if I can talk about the multiplayer because it was very, it was like not even alpha, so I can't really talk about that. Um, but I, I think I can talk about the maps. The maps yeah. look great. Uh, sounds great. Um, could be a little bit balancing, but I gave them feedback on that, so that's good. Uh, the single player honestly looked really cool. So there are different levels that like, so with Vanguard, what I didn't like was the fact that it was back to kind of world war whatever right and it's like okay great this we've we've seen this so many times right so this being kind of like a new take on the new modern warfare uh story that's going on it was really cool also they were able to show off like i know it's they focused on the water a lot they're like yeah we have new water graphics we have new water tech and it, it's actually very impressive because you're going to be able to like swim underwater and the depth is going to change how enemies can see you and that's also going to be applied Ooh. to multiplayer which is really cool um also it's really cute because there are these decoys that i think i've already mentioned but like um they're like the inflatable decoys right but like if you put them in water it'll look like they're swimming. Just get a little pool toy. I love yeah, it. It's so cute. Um, I, I think I've definitely gotten bamboozled because they look very realistic. So they do a really good job of that. Um, but yeah, the fact that even the story looks really interesting. Um, and there's that one famous uh, water level on the ship where they showed like you have to move with the cargo containers that are moving to stay in cover. It's really cool and innovative. Um, and it's definitely more exciting to me than the setting of Vanguard, which... I know a lot of people worked really hard on that game, but it just did not capture me because I feel like it's a concept that's been done so many times over. Uh, but the fact that Modern Warfare 2 is incorporating so many new elements, especially like water and water gunplay and everything, it's really cool. Um, so I'm really excited to play the beta, which I hope I see that uh, streamers are going to play the games live. <clears throat> Destin, does that mean I get to play the game live for us on IGN? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yay, cool. I'll do <laughs> it. Yes, in the yeah. group. You've heard it here yeah. first. Stella will be playing the beta. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I am. I'm pretty excited for this just because, uh, again, it's 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 comfort food. It's popcorn. Yeah. It's a pop. It's a Marvel movie. Basically, is how I say. It. It's like I want to see it once. And never again. But I want the full experience. I want like the movie theater. Like I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna get my Mountain Dew and Doritos. Yeah. I do it every single year. I've done it since high school. And then go out. Go get it. Sit down. Buckle in. Play for a weekend. And then be done with it. Um, but the hope is that that time that I get with it is, is really exciting and good. And yeah. and I think that's what I'm looking for here. And I did like the Modern Warfare game. Like I had some, Ryan and I reviewed that one. And I had some okay. concerns with it, but generally liked it overall. And uh, I'm hoping that this one delivers as well too. And I think like you were saying with the, infl the inflatables, I'm just calling them <laughs> the inflatables, um, in the water and such, I really like it when they lean into something that's fun because ultimately like this is a video game and we're here to have fun. It's not like a hardcore military sim. And there are a lot of those yeah. on the market that you can go to if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And I don't want Call of Duty to be that. Like I want it to have like that really snappy, impressive gunplay that's very reactive and that has like good balance. But at the same time, I want them to have fun. Like yeah. I want to have fun. I want I want a Tamagotchi watch again, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think Call of Duty is coming at a time where a lot of people are feeling kind of tired of the multiplayer games that are out right now because there's not just a straight like team shooter, like team deathmatch. Like Apex is great, but it's still a battle royale at heart. Yes. And it's kind of and you know, there is the limited time mode control, which is great because it feels like domination, but that's a limited time mode. And a lot of people don't have that one multiplayer game they can just hop into and play a game like around and be like, okay, that's that's great. I, I gotta go do some other stuff, right? Like you can't just disconnect from a battle royale match. Like there's Fortnite, there's also uh Warzone, and I know a lot of people have been jumping back into the most uh recent Black Ops just to play multiplayer for Call of Duty, but that's not like the most supportive version. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Modern Warfare 2 is coming out, I think the multiplayer is 
is going to do really well because a lot of people have been wanting something like that just to jump into really quickly and have some quick matches where you just shoot your gun at people. It's fun. Yeah. Like just, I don't want, I don't want a 40 minute game. I just want like, is this going to be yeah. 12 minutes? Maybe max. Perfect. That's all I want. Um, Destiny, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I feel like Call of Duty gets a lot of hate just because it is an annualized franchise and there's probably some negativity surrounding the fact that it's Activision Blizzard, right? But I truly think that Call of Duty just nailed the gameplay formula a long time ago and that's why they've been able to do the same thing for so long because it is, it's sort of like Madden where Madden has had its bad entries also, but the people that love this game and want to play it regularly, they're going to keep buying it. And the series has gone on to sell so incredibly well that they, they're clearly doing something right that I'm sure anybody would want to emulate. So I'm glad that we are seeing improvements in Modern Warfare 2. It does seem like the team who's working on Call of Duty does care about like coming up with new gameplay changes that are positive for the franchise. I, I feel like it gets a, a lot of hate and I don't, I think it's just cool to hate on Call of Duty at some point, right? <laughs> um, so that's sort of my take yeah. on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Taylor, do you have any thoughts on Call of Duty? Yeah, I mean, I used to like it a lot when like, I was in high school. So, you know, playing the original Modern Warfare 2 and games like World at War, those are some of my favorites. Uh, you know, the recent years, I've kind of fell off on it. Like, I think the last Call of Duty game I picked up was World War II, and I was pretty disappointed in that mostly because again like as Stella mentioned earlier you know with World War II that setting has just been overdone to death so it's just like there's not really I mean what else more can you do with that but you know seeing the trailers and just like seeing a lot of the information coming out with this new one I was like I might have to pick it up we'll see yeah and I think it, it's hard too right because like with the setting of World War II I know I've seen some people say in the comments of like oh well it was only two games like why is that such a big deal it's like well the thing is that I think the World War II setting like yes there's a lot to explore there like there are many many untold stories there I'm sure that we could listen to and that are important however it's like is this the right place to do that I don't know maybe not maybe Vanguard didn't do so well so maybe it's not but yeah. who, who can say right um and i think it is refreshing to get that you know of course next in the cycle which is going back to modern warfare and you know generally i'm looking forward to it and i'm looking forward to this event and i'm also interested in seeing what's up with warzone 2 so even in retrospect miranda not talking about vanguard but there was mm -hmm. a, a call of duty with the press x to pay respects which one was that <laughs> you i know better than i do wait was it that uh no, advanced warfare i, I want to say something like that so a lot of people in hindsight have gone back and actually said that call of duty is actually really good so it's sort of interesting because it had such negativity surrounding it and then in hindsight people are able to say yeah you know what that actually was a pretty good call of duty it's just it got so much crap for the things that it got wrong but it's nice to see that people do appreciate it looking back but now we have press X. It was Advanced Warfare. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, I was, was like, it? Okay. I it is. I'm wondering if people are saying that. I was like, are you saying that because it was actually good? Or are you just saying that because you liked the meme? That's yeah, I, I no. did not like <laughs> it. I, I do love a good <laughs> meme opportunity. But I think the thing too, right, is that every Call of Duty is its own flavor. And not everyone likes strawberry and mint. Like somebody, some people only like, no, separately, separately. Okay, okay. Some people like strawberry and some people like mint. But some people like both. Like both, both ice creams. Together? Yeah. No, separate. That could be good. Like strawberry. No way. Mint. You shouldn't That's say refreshing. mint chocolate chip because I was like, I do not like mint. Chocolate. I don't like mint either. Yeah, it's, it's too much like it's too yeah. much like a toothpaste to me. <laughs> what? 
it's like it's like it's like if I'm gonna eat chocolate in toothpaste, I can just do that myself. I'm not gonna oh chip ice cream. I'm not a not, so I'm not vibing. So with refreshing. It. <laughs> Destin, Destin, back, back me up. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Vanilla ice cream is the only oh. ice cream we need. Sorry. Oh, you can put God. you can oh, put no. mint on top of that if you want. It is oh, a very yeah. versatile ice cream. Yeah. Only vanilla. Strachiatella is another good Ryan, one. Ryan, come back. Ryan. Why can't even eat ice cream? See, I'll eat pistachio ice cream and pretend that it's mint because it's green. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, I'm so, so disappointed. disappointed. Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you guys. Do you guys at least like Doritos? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. I can't okay. find the I can't find the spicy ones though. They, they did like a, a chili lime or something that I really <laughs> oh. like. Can't find those anywhere. Huh. I'm just those really good. I feel so baffled. Cool, okay. Cool ranch or nacho, Miranda? Just nacho. Just give me the nacho. Nacho cheese for the win. I'm not a big cool. Na- well, like nacho cool cheese. Nacho cheese with the, the dip is really good. With dip? There's, is that sounds like a lot. Yeah. So they have well. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. anyway, 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 anyway. Not wrong. Actually, the next block. Destin, I'm going to I'm going to toss you for something else though, which you can also yeah, tell so- us about your 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 dip if you'd like. But um, there's other news in Activision Blizzard and just the general. Oh, hey, like maybe Microsoft might be acquiring them. Still, it's still up in the air. Yeah, so that's still going on. What's happening is all the review boards are looking at, including the FTC, the European Commission. Uh, one of those are Brazil, and they have like, they asked everybody how they feel about this merger, including Ubisoft and WB and all these companies. Most people were like, yeah, it's core, cool whatever. Except one, I think we can all guess who Sony. Sony does not like this deal. And uh, a few of the quotes that I just pulled out for today, and people were surprised we didn't talk about this last week, so we're getting to it now. Uh, some of the quotes were, no rival can overtake Call of Duty. Call of Duty is so popular that it influences the choice of console by users and their network of loyal users is so ingrained that even if a competitor had budget to develop a similar product would not be able to rival. And this is translated from Portuguese, I believe. So uh, the translation may be a little wonky. Uh, Microsoft also had a statement that basically said the exact opposite of what Sony is saying, which, and I just found the whole thing sort of comical. So Microsoft is saying, Specifically, with respect to Activision Blizzard video games, there is nothing unique about the video game developed and published by Activision Blizzard that is a must-have for rival PC and console video game distributors that could give rise to a foreclosure concern. That was their response to the New Zealand Commerce Commission from Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and that was published in June. Microsoft's lawyers even clarified that further. Must-have is a legal term of art. (laughs) <laughs> and not a statement about the value we place on Activision Blizzard's gaming portfolio. We love every one of their games and have enormous <laughs> admirations and respect for the creative talent behind them. So this whole thing has been sort of like a back and forth. Sony's like, this is really bad. Don't let it happen. And Microsoft, nah, it's cool, yo. Cool, we're going to be all good. And the, the, the reality is somewhere here. Call of Duty, of course, very profitable for whoever owns it, right? Uh but the fact that Sony is like, nobody could ever rival Call of Duty, I'm like, don't you own Bungie? Don't you own Destiny 2, the game that has been on the top 10 charts of Steam, like, since it basically hit Steam? So this idea that nobody can even come close to Call of Duty, I think, is a little a little too far. But in reality, the conversation 
Sony should be having is about uh, Game Pass and how that might be more challenging for them to compete against, which they they did bring up actually uh, further further into this report. All the other companies, Ubisoft's like, we have Rainbow Six, yeah, like we Rainbow Six is great. EA is talking about how they have Battlefield and everything, so it's just sort of an interesting story that uh, we didn't talk about last week that I wanted to bring up this week. Yeah, I didn't see this last week. Maybe it was just just flew over yeah. somewhere else on the radar. Um, but no, yeah, thank you for bringing it up because I think it is important to look at how they're positioning this. And I think if anything, it's just comical and how Microsoft was like, no, 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 they're, they're, they're whatever. It's cool, yo. They're just fine. Like, no, they're not must-haves. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry, we guys. love you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just really funny. Um, no, but I think... It, it is an interesting point, right? Because Sony is essentially paying to have its exclusivity in these deals. So, for instance, even with the beta that they announced, like, they're going to have a Sony exclusive first. And we've seen this as a very long back and forth with, like, who has the Battlefield exclusive? Who has the Call of Duty exclusive? What, like, what kind of limited time exclusive is there? And for Sony to, we've talked about this before, too, it's like with Sony not getting this access potentially you know that could be hard for them so it does make sense that they're making this argument and i think exactly doesn't it's not to be like a console well, thing this is just a business thing right yeah and also microsoft has said call of duty is staying multi-platform they're yes. not going to take it away from sony players sony can still charge 70 dollars for call of duty and you know xbox is likely i would guess because it's a first party game going to put it on game pass and that's truly where sony has the best business angle to try and block this deal, right? They've argued that Game Pass, if they were to do something like Game Pass, it would reduce the quality of, game, quality of their games and that there's no way that they could do it. But then fiscally, they're posting record-breaking profit. Right. right? Even, even with the recent decline, both Microsoft and Sony are still posting record-breaking profits in the gaming sector. So um, this idea that there's nothing that they could do when they just revamped PlayStation Plus, and I really like the new PlayStation Plus systems, especially the extra tier. I think it's it's a really, really good competitor to what Game Pass is offering. No, they don't have day ones, but games like Returnal are on there. Assassin's Creed Valhalla are on there. And uh, there's, there's some really, really strong titles. So um, it's going to be a really interesting case to see how it, it plays out. A lot of analysts still think the Activision Blizzard deal goes through uh, and it doesn't get stopped. But getting to hear the pitches from all these companies behind closed doors is just sort of a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, about how these mega corporations work. And I, I find it really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we will continue to follow the story as it develops, um, just because this is an ongoing acquisition and just big question on whether or not it will go through. Uh, of course, we have some more news to talk about, though, and we will talk about that when we come right back. We are back. Thank you so much for returning and for watching, of course, or listening, wherever you may be. Hope you're having a nice day. Uh, we have some more news we want to get into, and this is another thing that kind of came out toward the end of last week. Taylor, we have some testing for an, a family plan. Yeah, so uh, Microsoft, they're uh, basically testing out a new feature for Xbox insiders in Colombia and Ireland, uh, where they can share their Game Pass subscription with four other people. So uh, when I was looking at the like the news post for it that Xbox published, so well, first off, I was a little disappointed that we couldn't try this out in the U.S., but it's it's okay. I'm not. I'm only a little bitter. I mean, <laughs> it would have been nice to just share that with like some of my family members that um, even though. 
like the ones I want to share it with are all, all they do is just play Fortnite. But I digress. But so you can share it with up to four additional people uh, as part of like an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm not surprised that it's just for like Ultimate members. That feels like a like a like a feature that wouldn't necessarily be just on PC Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass. But what I found really interesting about it was that they didn't necessarily call it a family plan. And I was like, maybe that makes sense because maybe you just want to share this with like your friends or maybe you have chosen family or whatever that thing. But I thought it was interesting that uh, looking at some uh, of the other features that they have in here too, it was saying something about that members with Xbox All Access, they actually aren't able to participate in that preview, which I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, but I'm sure you guys are familiar with it, right? With Xbox All Access? Yes. Um, would you mind giving okay. a quick refresher for those of our listeners yeah, like, who don't like remember? Yeah, like a payment plan. Yes. Yeah, like a payment plan, so to speak, for, uh, to like buy either like a Series X, and I believe it's for the Series S as well, but right. it, it's basically like kind of like a, like you pay, you buy it, so to speak, but then you pay it off, like kind of like a long-term sort of thing. So that's kind of sucks that that's not available for those that have that, but I guess I can kind of understand why as like, you know, cause it's like a payment plan. They don't necessarily own it. It's like, you're just like paying it off in like increments. Uh, and it mentioned something about like a, I think there's like a conversion or something like that, but they should offer like some type of like, I guess a discount. That would be cool if they did that for like people that were invited to, uh, you know, share someone's Game Pass subscription. I think it'd be cool if they're like, oh, well, you know, if you want to have your own, <laughs> we'll give you a discount. I think that would, be cool i think it would definitely boast up the numbers too like i think the the idea of like having a family plan i think is also just good for like oh if you just if you if you have kids and like maybe you don't want to spend like a monthly fee for three different like three like like you know three different times but i also feel that this is also a good way for people to just like trial it and see hmm do i like this maybe i'll maybe i'll get one and then microsoft should try to incentivize those people who are you know i wouldn't say like bumming off but more so because you know it's like <laughs> this is like a feature they're piloting well no because i keep thinking about like password sharing and how netflix is cracking down on that i was like these are not the same things so i was like well if they're gonna do that they should at least offer like an option for people who are part of like who are invited to share someone's game pass ultimate benefits allow them to you know get a discounted version at least for like a month or something i know they have like the one dollar if you're a new member and things like that but i don't know i think it'd be interesting to see uh how they how the full version of this comes out and whether or not they will allow us insiders uh, uh to try this out right absolutely they have a lot of cool insider programs and think, keep an eye on that for new features stella are you ha do you have any intention to do the family plan yeah, why not? Um, I mean, I know. So one of my friends just recently got uh, his PC and everything fixed. So he's like, yeah, does anyone have one of those uh, Game Pass codes? And I'm like, um, maybe. Bro, <laughs> but yeah, it's a dollar. I know. Tell your bro it's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a good option for like, you know, people just wanting to test it out. Um, yeah, like it, I think mostly it would be used for friends because like my family doesn't play games. But, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it would just be really fun to like have an option because like I'm why not let other people benefit from it? Like it doesn't cost me anything, so it's fine. Yeah. And I think Taylor made a good point, too, that they're not calling this a family plan, but yeah. we're just calling it colloquially. But I think that's helpful because it, it's also a nice realization it's like hey not everyone wants to share with their family except that's probably what i'll do because it's like oh my twin sister pays for it and then my little brother doesn't because he's like well i'm just playing league of legends i'm like okay but what if but what if the the plan later it includes all the league like champions yeah like this will just benefit you so it makes it easy and then i can finally get my dad off of playstation and say hey sorry dad you gotta play with game pass so, you 
know? <laughs> like it's just that kind of thing. It's, it feels like it's almost a sneaky. Hey, sorry, you have to get you, you get this, and now you have to play Halo with me again. I mean, my dad used to play a lot of Halo, but yeah, then, this is perfect for him. Exactly. Yeah. So like, this is just such a good opportunity. I feel like, in a way, Microsoft is making this easier for me to like force people to play Xbox stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I don't know. It's like yeah, I'm sure they're, they want to. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. like, oh, well, I got this for you, so now you have to play with me. <laughs> oh my god, you're guilting them, but yeah. like, it's, it's it's good. It's, it's my fine. money, and I yeah. did this for you. Yeah, for me. <laughs> um, but no, 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 no. I think it's it's just a smart move, and I'm glad that they're starting to test it so that we can hopefully get this sooner rather than later. Um, Dustin, do you have any quick quick notes on this before we move on? Uh, I really want the family pass to be a thing, or friends and family pass. What? Are, how are they end up marketing it? I think this would be great, especially for people with kids or multiple people in the same household that want to play games on their own, own profile. Yeah, you can set your one console to home console, but you know, you probably like I want to play Halo. My son, when he's older, he's probably going to want to play something different, you know. So uh, I think this is great, and I hope they keep looking at at ways to expand their user base like the all access program is great i think you end up paying ten dollars less or something like that over two years and uh yeah uh it's also like you don't need an amazing credit score to be able to utilize that so allowing more people to play games i think is uh is great yeah absolutely um speaking of being able to play games let's talk about a situation where you're gonna have to wait longer to play this one so marvel's midnight suns has been delayed for a second time uh, so that was yesterday, and it doesn't seem to be a long delay, at least. Uh, but now we're once again without a clear release date for the Firaxis Tactical RPG. Um, so this is in Take-Two's latest earning results. The publisher revealed that it has moved back the launch of Midnight Suns to ensure that the teams at Firaxis Games and 2K deliver the best possible experience for our fans. They said um, it's expected to arrive later this fiscal year, quote unquote, which means sometime before March 2023. Fiscal year stuff is always fine. It's just like, ugh. what about the normal year, though? Can you can we put in context of this? No, no, no. The fiscal year. Um, so at least we have some span for what's coming next year. And unfortunately, I don't have the full list of what's coming next year. But now, <laughs> as things keep moving out of this fall, next next spring is going to be rather busy, it seems like, or next early winter and spring. Um, so this was going to be for PC, PS4, and Xbox Series X and S. I think that's supposed oh, to be wait. PS5. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I think I think Ryan wrote it wrong. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's notes. I didn't double check these. Anyway, well, it's going to be next year. And Okay, so there are two different versions of this game. So it's going to be the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and X. That's an earlier release date. And then the old-gen consoles, so PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, which is not an old-gen, but it is just kind of lumped in with them, unfortunately, will be later in the year. Um, or just later. We don't know when. But um, I guess you could say it's coming everything under the midnight sun. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. You know what, Taylor? I, I appreciate you. You can. This works for me. This works. Um, so the second delay was due to a search for quality and a great number, and they have a great deal of confidence in what they have with Midnight Suns. So um, we'll see. And they don't seem too concerned. How are you guys feeling generally about all these delays, especially for this? And Destin, I think I'm going to toss to you because I think you were interested in this game. Yeah, I'm really excited about Marvel Midnight Suns. Their their official quote was that this is for quality concerns, right? Mm -hmm. Marvel Midnight Suns is easily the biggest game we've ever made, as you and uh, alluded to in the, the intro. Uh, so, like, if it's if it's really big for them, and 
What's more surprising to me is the fact that they are separating off those old gen releases. So we're going to get the next gen release, including PC. So Series X and S, PlayStation 5, and PC sometime before fiscal year 2023. So I believe that goes until March of 2023. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised it was delayed because it looks like it's pretty far along. We've gotten a lot of character vignettes and gameplay uh, cutscenes and such. Um, I hope nothing's seriously wrong with it because I am really excited about this game. Marvel Midnight Suns reminds me of this game Overpower I used to play in high school. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've said it like a million times. But Overpower was basically a card game where you would hit your heroes against another set of heroes and, you know, they beat each other up. And Braxis, the makers of XCOM, are not known for making bad games. <laughs> so I am, I'm really stoked to see what their take on a, a Marvel game with these heroes. I think the big negative reaction is about the card system. But there's a lot of good examples of card games out there that, you know, Dan and many other people have probably alluded to. So... I think there's a, a reaction that it's like, oh, this is this is like a mobile game because it uses a card system, but you can make a great game that utilizes a card system. In my right, absolutely. And still, I feel like we were talking about card systems and games at some point. Maybe it wasn't, but I know there's like Back for Blood had oh, yeah. a card system, mm -hmm. but how do you feel generally about card systems and... Um, of course, Midnight Sun. So, I mean, I'm not into tactical RPGs at all. So this is like not really up my alley. Um, I will watch the cutscenes just because I'm curious about the story. So it's like one of those things where like, yeah, I'll watch someone else play it, but I'm it's not for me. Uh, but I think card systems in games are fine. I mean, Titanfall 1 had that and it was actually great. Like they had the burn card system where you could constantly like use um, a special card that would give you like the ability to turn into a specter, which is one of the robot enemies for like a round, right? Until you die, which is really cool. So I think it like keeps gameplay fresh. Um, and especially in a game like this where it revolves around superheroes, I feel like it could be used pretty well. Um, also, XCOM is like a hailed series. So like I trust for access to utilize the card system really well um because i feel like it can only enhance gameplay and mm -hmm. it keeps it fresh because like not every card system is or uh not every deck that you get can be the same so um yeah i don't know i, I, I wish i was into tactical rpgs it just it, it it doesn't capture my interest no yeah that totally makes sense yeah. and i think uh if anything with this being a marvel property i wonder if this will get more folks to try it just because yeah. and maybe they'll find out that they like card system games who knows? Uh, Taylor, do you have any interest in this one? Me, I'm that person that you you were just sing, kind of singling <laughs> out about about oh well, it's a Marvel property, so maybe this will this will be their way of like dipping their toes in. Yeah, so I'm like on Stella with that front. Like, I'm not really into tactical RPGs, but I do agree that card systems and games, uh, if done right, can actually make a game even better. But of course, there are some games that have implemented card systems, and they were not that very good but this is a, like the fact that it ha is like a marvel property i'm just excited to check it out just because of that and who knows maybe i'll like a new genre out, out of, at the end of the day we'll see yeah absolutely i guess we will see before the end of fiscal 2023 <laughs> or something march 2020 fiscal year march 2023 where's our preview for axis yeah on. come on i want to play <laughs> no no i'm no, excited no. for your game <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other people too. I'm a oh, huge superhero game nut. Like every superhero mm. game, I at least check it out. So like it's just yeah. like I love comics growing up. So for me, I'm I'm interested in, enough to try it out just just because of the fact that it has superheroes. Yeah, at least we'll still have Gotham Knights later this year. 
True. Yeah, excited for that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we do have a little bit more news to talk about and we will end our show with that. But before we can, I tossed one more break. We'll be right back. And we are back to talk about the final bit of news that we have for this week. Um, Since Ryan is out, we won't be doing trivia just because I want to participate. Like we have the questions and now we can think on it for like a week, but I will. I'm not. I think I knew the answer too. So (laughs) did I know this one? I don't know this one, but yeah, sorry, Taylor. No one gets to go on the board this year. Okay. Okay. I want, I we could do it and then just Google it and then we could do a different (laughs) one. (laughs) I, I, I don't even need to look it up. I I already know what it is. Oh, bam. Wow. 99.9% comp. Taylor can go first. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Taylor, can you? Can you tell us the answer so I can all just... Well, we'll get on the board this week. I'm just <laughs> No, hey, you're already winning. I, I, I want to really win more. Good at, I, I like yes. doing trivia. Like, I do... I, I start doing trivia nights again. Uh, like, at this, like, local bar that I go to. Oh. It's really fun. I got third place last week, so I'm a little bitter about that. But I'm a comeback kid, so I'll, I'll get first place next time. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in me, too, <laughs> to win. Sorry, everyone else. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like I should get a point every time I have to host as a fill-in, but, you know, that's fine. That's going to be a lot. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to some news because I know that's what you guys are here for, probably. I hope. I don't know. Um, I don't know why you're here, but I am, I'm glad you are here. Um, so we do have a few bit few other stories that we can touch on real quick. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and leave with Evo, which just happened this past weekend. Of course, that's really big for the fighting gang community. Happens oh, every year. Stri- the Street Fighter Grand yep. Final was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so, so good. Our own Mitchell got to go. Mitchell Saltzman yeah. completed. That's yeah. so cool. Oh. Every time right. one of, someone I know who goes, I'm just like, you're number one in my heart. You win. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the battle for yeah. I think. Um, that you're a great trier. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, from there, we had a few different like releases and teases, but SNK announced a development of a new Fatal Fury game. So this is on stage, um, of course, this past weekend, EVO 2022. So this was a new entry in the long dormant Fatal Fury series. And now it's in development. The series has been in development since, or like the franchise has been around since 1999 and uh was paired only with a short treat teaser and a single piece of artwork which is you know that's okay um i think it's pretty cool to see them bring these things back and of course as this is a big fighting game focused event like it's it's nice to see those announcements and i know there was a lot of excitement also for multiverses there um i know so a few of us have been playing that dustin i think you've been playing multiverse no that's uh ronnie i believe okay there's also um i think there were tekken 8 Yes, yes, right? it was, yeah, yeah, Haradasan did that, yeah, yeah. did that in a really, really cool way, so basically funny. they showed the end, like an ending scene from one of the super old games, and then like a smirk from one of the main characters, and uh, yeah, that was really, really neat. I have no idea what this B-roll is. <laughs> I think this is probably for Fatal, Fatal Fury. Fatal yeah. Fury? Yeah. So Fury. This was a specific note from Ryan, which I'm just kind of reading his notes because he didn't get to be here to talk about this. I know he was like kind of excited to talk about some stuff. Um, that old franchises never die, which is not untrue, except for the ones that we love. <laughs> which not, not that people don't love this, but yeah. there are certain ones that we personally love that we would love to see to come back. Um, of course, there's some stuff that gets called, killed off, and Ryan was mentioning Mirror's Edge. Like, I think he still wants that to come back. And I, oh, I would love that, yeah. It, it's set. I'd like Dead Rising to come back. Oh, Dead Rising? Yeah, I love Dead Rising. Dead Rising was cool. When, when was the last title released? 
uh, what was it, 2016, 2014? Like, okay, so it's been a while. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, been, a, it's yeah. been a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, what I come from this, when I, what my big takeaway is that we need to have gaming events for the things we love most, and if we have those, we can will into existence the things we love to come back. That's what it is. That's what Evo is. It's a big fighting game tournament. It's a, it's a big pinnacle moment. And if people are like, yeah, people care about this. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll <laughs> this, bring back the things year, I love. It's like a summoning circle. Was, yeah. This <laughs> year it was Fatal Fury. Next yeah. year it's Injustice 3, the thing I want. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. This is, this is, so, this is yeah. such yeah. a fun Hot way to, to tease the Tekken thing. It's so thing. good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really, really love that. This just uh, reminds me of... <gasps> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then the smile at yeah. the end. <laughs> the just goes, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. if you guys, if you guys have, yeah, that's right. I don't care if you like Tekken. I don't care if you dislike I Tekken. Would. Whatever your feelings may be, watch this trailer. It's, it's so really funny. funny. Also, yeah. it reminds me of Smash because that there was a, an allusion to this in Smash, which I'm like, wow, that's right. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. game history uh, is really good, folks. Kudos to the production team at Evo. That was a really, really gorgeous looking show and event. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of people were there and it was kind of cool to see all that. But uh, yeah, the camera work was really good and uh, most of the fights really good. There were some tech issues like there always is with, with big ones. The the pools for Mortal Kombat went offline, unfortunately. So I wasn't able no. to watch, watch all those. But great, great show Evo is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and be sure, of course, to check out that trailer and the trailer for... I said it that way. <laughs> you know, I've, I've made so many mistakes today. I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's happening. You know, I just got pulled into this and I'm... <laughs> we're here doing our best and I think we're having a Great good time. Great show, Evo is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all the green, you know. You're just like invoking Yoda a little bit. Yeah, Yoda. It's fine. I'm just still crying over mint. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, final story no one likes mint. On. Touch on today is that um, six years after six years after Beyond Good and Evil Two was announced, it's hired a lead writer, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. great. Um, Glad they're gonna look at the script. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to know all the work that goes in game development. I know it's a very hard, difficult production process, but man, has this gone through some some work um like i remember this being announced i remember alana pierce being so excited i was so happy for her i was like man this is so cool and i remember the fallout about the art thing and then there's just been radio silence and now we at least have this from a tweet yesterday so on monday in october in august um sarah arella arellano excuse me i think is how you pronounce it announced that she's joining the game as the lead writer um, previously worked on a narrative design for Blizzard in World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and at Volition, the studio responsible for Saints Row. Um, so that's really good. But of course, it's been it's been a bit, and I don't really know their history. But <laughs> this is really funny because because Ryan asks us, "What's going to come out first, this or Dead Island 2? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The competition's pretty fierce if, if those are the two options. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, looking at this trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2, I haven't played the first, but it just, it looks really cool. Like, we've been watching this reveal for forever. It's just a big cinematic and, like, this sprawling world. It's really a beautiful city. And I'm just hoping that this time that they've had to figure out will allow them to, like, develop that in a really neat way. There's nothing more exciting to me than seeing a city filled with just rooms and shops and things that I can go into and explore and get, like, an identity of this place. And 
the worst part of that is when you can't actually go into anywhere and you just see it's all set dressing, right? Um, and so I'm hoping that this time that they've had will really help them like develop what this world is and get like allow us to go explore it to its fullest. So of course we know um, COVID has provided a lot of challenges for game development and plenty of delays as we already talked about today as well. So hopefully there's something out. But um, real quick around the room, what do you think is coming out first? This or Dead Island 2? Stella, go. I have no idea. I have, I, I don't lean towards either. Uh, but if they, <laughs> let's, let's say, let, I'm going to be hopeful beyond good and evil too. Let's say. Okay. Destin? I think beyond good and evil too. I don't know what happened with this because the reveal in 2017 was really cool looking. Like look yeah. at these cutscenes that we're looking at right now. They clearly took a lot of time and effort to develop this. Something went crazy at the studio, like major reset or something. But uh, I don't really understand the reasoning or logic. I'm glad they have a lead writer. I definitely think that this comes out first because I think Dead Island 2 is done. Like it's never happening. But uh, I'm also worried about Beyond Good and Evil 2 to have, it's been what, five years? 17, 89. Yeah, five years since the reveal trailer. Like something bad happened. <laughs> Who can say? Taylor? Probably have to say Beyond Good and Evil 2. I mean, just because, like, I mean, look, as much as I want to say Dead Island 2, I, I agree with this. And I think that I think it is on a dead island right now. <laughs> but I, I mean, because, like, with the Beyond Good and Evil 2 news, like, it sounds like we're not getting this anytime soon if they oh, just hire the sure. writer. But the fact that we have some type of update is better than radio silence that yeah. we have got from Pete Silver, who... Every now and then they're like, no, 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 it's still happening. I'm like, okay, that's great. But that feels a little empty to me now at this point because there's nothing else you're showing. <laughs> so I go back and watch the trailer because it's still made. Like, because the announcement trailer for Dead Island 2 still makes me laugh because I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm going to say Dead Island 2. I believe it will rise from the dead. You're like just saying it to save the I other believe one. in mint. You don't... I believe in green things. <laughs> I will stand alone on my own island okay. and I'll all have right. all the mint ice cream to myself. It'll be great. I think I played Dead Island too. <laughs> I think I still have footage on my computer of Dead Island oh, too. Gosh. That I just won't delete because I'm like, it does exist. That did happen. I did play it. It's just another one for the Destin archives. I think that's just, <laughs> yeah, right? that's just your legacy. Um, with that, <laughs> folks, I think we are running out of time. Um, real quick, I do want to go around the room to see if you guys have any shout outs or any cool projects you want to talk about before we wrap up. Stella? Yeah, uh, we were talking about Evo on the Compete Fix today, which should hopefully air in maybe before this. <laughs> um, if you check it out on IGN's main uh, YouTube channel, it'll cover all the biggest news from Evo, um, including the Street Fighter V tournament that was just incredible. Um, I cover IDOM's legendary run. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Taylor, what's up with you? Ooh, I'm working on some really cool stuff uh, for work, but I can't talk about it right now because I respect embargoes. But keep a close eye on it in like the coming weeks. But I'm really excited to share it once I can buy it once embargo lifts. Yep. Oh, sorry, I can't say much. <laughs> Ongoing thing always. Uh, Dustin, how about you? Yeah, I still have it. I brought. I found the clip and I brought <gasps> oh it up. Oh my gosh! So I'm gonna be rewatching my Dead Island capture from like when at whatever year this is from 2014. Anyway, uh, yeah, we have a. Uh, what am I allowed to say? <laughs> Spider-Man is coming to PC, and we have a performance <laughs> review coming. The review embargo is 
tomorrow that'll be done by Michael, and I'm very excited for you to view it. No impressions in that statement. Those are all just factual things that are happening, <laughs> and that's what I'm allowed to say. We're professionals. Okay, we got it. are dumb. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, excited about that one. And also, uh, what's that thing I always talk about? Cookies. LeGaryBakery.com. Oh. <laughs> Cookies are still going. And uh, I did reduce shipping a little bit. I figured out a thing. I turned on ground shipping for all the U.S. basically. Nice. So it uh, should help a little bit. And, Be really uh, good to pair. It. With some vanilla ice cream. <laughs> yeah, All right. And then from me, I just have a review for a show coming up this week. I don't know what I, if I can say what it is. I mean, it's not. I don't think most of you are going to care. But I hope you do. Please read it. And, uh, I care, Miranda. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. Other than that, I've been playing Wolfenstein 2 on stream. The new Colossus. It's been fantastic. And I love it. I love BJ. Tara Billy. It's my boy. <laughs> um, and with that, for Taylor, Dustin, Stella, and Super Producer Ed, I am Miranda Sanchez. Thank you so much for joining us today in this very wild episode. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back, everyone, um, to our office. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.